Stephen? Does that sound any better on your end? It's perfect. Welcome oh, to okay. Cal- welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. And uh, I've got on the line remotely connected, and I think Anchor is not respected. The guest I have today, <laughs> they literally have not respected you. But Stephen Huang, do I get that correct? And it's Respect Eye Care. Is that right? That's right. You got it. Perfect, Alan. Good to be on the show. Well, welcome. And you know, this is episode number one hundred and sixty. And my vision is not is not one six. Is that like a level? Once does one sixty hit a level of eye eyewear? I care. One sixty is not a known one, but one fifty is there, and it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that be at least on the rounded number. It would have been perfect. You could have timed this with like twenty twenty. That's gonna be a lot of episodes. 20, with twenty twenty, I I couldn't have had it. I couldn't have better eyesight on this one. Any, I couldn't have better vision on this one. That's right. Yeah, I so see where you're going with that. So we could we could plan that all day, but I literally you and I had a little offline chat, and you just I'm literally thinking all I can think of is Mr. Magoo with those big thick. You said Coke bottle glasses. That's right. That's exactly what they were, and then that we still have people to this day who have some of those. <laughs> but they, they literally the the stigma on Coke bottle glasses, right? It's like why that is it because that thick the thick Coke bottle and you can't see through, or what is it? I mean, why such thick glasses? Well, it's just, I mean, some people have terrible prescriptions, unfortunately, yeah. terrible. They've been gifted with the wrong set of eyes. Um, but also a lot of it's just old technology. Yeah. Old lenses, poorly fitted frame. And so things are just super magnified. But we can, nowadays, we know a little better than that. You know, I sent you a link and I don't know if you caught it, but it's, uh, there was a TED talk. And he literally was talking about the two, the bifocals. And the challenges with between bifocal and you know the, you know it better than I do because near near side farsight, right? <laughs> yes. And he said, so what the problem is is if you're on a ladder and you look up, you're okay, but you want to see close on the ladder. So when you look down, you don't right. see down, and it's like it's interesting to listen. I'll send you that link again if you didn't get it. Please do. Yeah, it's 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 the. I'm sure there's lots of other funny stories of people walking and missing the curb step. Like it's there are definitely challenges uh with what i call getting more wise and natural aging that they you have to learn to adapt now i learned a term and this is probably commonplace in your schooling we're going to go there and we're going to talk a little bit about your background but press press biopia did i get that right that's right wow very good yeah absolutely i knew knew. so you didn't check your you didn't check your linkedin because i i I used that word twice in in last week uh earlier this week so anyway but it, I literally, this is, and the guy's like, there's 2 billion people with press biopia, so don't worry if you've never heard of it. <laughs> That's true, well, yeah. So let, let's go back, because you can, you can tell us what press biopia means. Um, but you, you started your own practice here in Inglewood. In, you're in Inglewood. That's right. But not too long ago, you just opened your doors, literally, and then you had to close them. November 2019, we, we had the fun of opening, and then March, uh, I think it was March 15th, we closed yeah. it. Yeah, so we're definitely, we opened up a probably, I guess, what we maybe deemed the wrong time. Yeah, but you could never time that, right? So, but let's, right. let's step back because, I mean, God, I, I'm just baffled by, or I'm, I'm fascinated by how long, because I'm looking at your schooling, and it's like, you, you literally had to, I guess, how long does that whole process take, the optometry doctorate, right? Is that the yeah. That's right. It is a doctorate. Uh, so in terms of in Canada, you have to do at least a minimum of, of uh, three years of undergrad. So I did, I did graduate my bachelor's of science at University of Calgary. So I am from yeah. Calgary, Cow, Cowtown. And <laughs> move on. Just, just to cl- for the benefit of the listeners, he's not, he's not really from Waterloo. 
That's right. I, I I'm surprised actually a lot of people kind of assume when they see my degree that's where I'm from. But yes, I went to Waterloo because yeah. there is only two programs in, in Canada, oh, okay. Waterloo and Ontario, and then Montreal, Quebec will be the second. And so I was privileged enough to to earn a seat at the Canadian school and uh and I'm really glad that I, I went with that route. So let so you you but you were in here in UFC and you thought of you went straight from being an undergrad in in science to you said yeah I want to go on further to get the doctorate that's right I, well I actually I wanted to be an optometrist since grade nine in my yearbook really? I wish I could show you oh yeah I wish I could I'm not even joking no way I, yeah that's right I, there's I actually show it on my Instagram as part of a, a little bit about me like I even spelled optometrist wrong I spelled with an extra I yeah which is hilarious so that just tells, tells you how many people know how to spell it um, but I actually wanted to be an optometrist since grade nine, partly because I had worn glasses and contacts um, from an early age. And so I experienced <laughs> eye exams all my life. And I said, you know what? I think I'd, I'd see myself doing that. And, and sure enough, here I am. Fast forward. So, can, we, can we name and shame your school, your, your junior high? Yeah, let me. Yeah, it's R.T. Alderman Junior High School. You can go ahead and look it up. Yeah, it's in my Where yearbook. I have it there. That's right. Where's, Are you where, southeast? Uh, near, it's a near. Um, uh, the Acadia area. It's, oh, it's okay. right by 90th yeah. Avenue, Fairmont Drive. And I'll go over there. Close by there. That's right. Yeah. Heritage or whatever it is. Yeah. Yes. That's okay. my old, that's all my soul. Archie Osmond. So then you might, you probably went to, what is it? The, the next right down Lord Beaverbrook. That's right. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. That's exactly where I went. Okay. I'm sorry for the, for the guests of the, po- the, the listeners of the podcast, but this takes me down memory lane because we played Lord Beaverbrook in, in rugby way back when. And I know the school and then Wisewood. Wisewood was our nemesis. I think they're down the road from, from not That's far from. Right. I am. That's right. But I'm a little older than you, uh, Stephen. So we're, we're going to, we're not going to go there. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Okay. So grade nine, you already knew you had sight. Oh, this That's is great. Right. You had sight of where I was going to be. You had yeah. vision of what I wanted to do. So, but come on, I'm giving you the tools for your business. Uh, and, and I'm lacking no respect for what you do. But you, so the name respect I care, where'd you come up with that? It was a bit of searching, but in the end, um, what I discovered through my search was uh, that respect, when you break it down by Latin definition, re and spec separately, re means again, repeat, and yeah. then spec is spectacles, look. And so uh. a pretty natural phrase of look again. And so I just thought it was, what a better name. And plus, I just didn't want to name another, uh, my own practice over my own name. That's what you see some of the, uh, my colleagues will do. And, and the problem with that is when you build your empire, your business around your name. <laughs> your empire. Wait, yeah, if it becomes an empire and at this pace, yeah. no. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it just, it's, tr- it's hard to step away from that when it's built all on your name itself. So I wanted to build over brand. And so that's, that's how respect came. But I guess, you know, having said that, you're not too far off. I mean, eyewear is like this, you, you do see empires of, of massive uh, chains, right? Because right. once you get going, I guess, and, it, you know, like Iris comes up. That, that name, I see that now. But that's new in the last 10 years or so, isn't it? The that's Iris. Right. Iris, yep, 10 years. Um, FYI Doctors has become a, a little bit of a newer one that's more recent in the last five years. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it's just it's product. It's by Luxottica, which I'm sure a lot of people now, there's a lot of news press around them. And I, I feel bad. They get a lot of flack. Um, I feel bad. I don't feel bad. I, no, don't feel bad. Okay. Um, but they, yeah, they, they have, there's a lot of brands under their portfolio, but people may not recognize that as Luxottica. So Lens yeah. Crafters, Pearl Vision, I think oh, uh, Lens Walmart, right. they're all, they're all part of it. Sears Optical, when it was existing, um, yeah. was part of their portfolio. So yes, there is definitely a monopolizing of that in- industry in terms of eyewear, for sure. 
Now, why why is that? Is just the the optometrists go there to work, or the the gla- the, the manufacturers for the different what 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 what's the history behind that? Because I mean, you clearly must have understood it as you were coming out. Of, you I mean, you, you went to school for eight good good solid years, right? So you understood the industry and you understood what, who the players were. Well, in terms of industry knowledge, it's it's actually a lot of it is reliant on the person because through the school and you know they have just enough time to get you through all the medical training. They don't have enough time yeah. to even talk, tell you how to open a practice. So a lot of us who are opening, we actually have to learn this on our own. And that's fine. We're, we're generally lifelong learners um, yeah. by nature. Um, but in terms of the industry, I, yeah, I had worked for about six years prior to opening Respect in Inglewood. And, um, and I discovered that I, I like a lot of it is just product driven. So these companies see a huge opportunity in terms of eyewear. They can produce it. Manu- yeah. mass manufacture it for probably dollars, sell it a 200% increase or whatever it is. And so they could till it's all profit driven based on that. And so by nature, they realize once they start selling eyewear, what's holding them back is that they need a prescription. The person cannot properly get proper glasses without that piece of paper. And so then they end up hiring or outfitting their little optical with a little room in the back. And so that's where we're starting to kind of see a shift where potentially if this continues the way it is in 10 years, optometry could be like pharmacy and that's pretty much all corporate driven, which so I think is actually, if it's like pharmacy, meaning in terms of having the, the pedigree or mean in terms of the, it's just a commodity where you just come and anyone can give you the same prescription. Correct. Fulfill it. More like that and, and less of that community feel. So, you know, there's nothing wrong in terms of franchise because the power of them is that they have numbers. And so they can generally offer um, typically the customer or the patient, um, hopefully a more honest or better price driven by the fact yeah. that they have larger numbers. But sometimes we don't see that always. And so that's the one downside of pharma, um, for franchising is that you, you kind of lose that personal touch. And with sure. the community. And, um, and so that's what we're seeing in pharmacy. And so that's why they end up just, a lot of them are not very potentially passionate about opening another pharmacy themselves because it's, it's just about numbers at that game. Now, I want to go back to something you said that's really, I mean, this is, it's kind of it's something I've, I've learned through the podcast, but you said nobody gave me the tools to open mm. my own business. So where yeah. did you learn your tools? What did you, what, I mean, give the listeners the, the, an, an idea of what Stephen did to, to, Get open. I'd be. A, I, I would be curious if following the same footsteps would would lead to any success. But yeah, I'd be happy to share um, yeah. what I did in the, in the in the dark hours of in my spare time. And, uh, yeah. Well, a lot of it is luckily I'm I'm very fortunate to have very good colleagues and classmates who kind of done it ahead of me, and so learn learn from their experience and seeing it. Um, another one is just working in different modes of clinics. So I worked in private practice, corporate. Yep opticals, um, you name it. So I, I, I worked through that. And, and by nature, you kind of pick up a couple of things here and there. And then the final one is just, is really just self-learning, reading books. And, and so some of the great books I've learned, like Good to Great from Jim Collins, like luckily we have these great, fantastic authors who, who have really nailed down certain key concepts. And so it just ends up being a, you know, I, I guess I, I tell people nowadays that it's really hard to come up with something very innovative that's very different. Um, yeah. like something novel but really now it's just about taking different pieces of information and making it to look something a little bit different so you took that time so if you, if you go back to and i'm going back to waterloo because i mean if i was in waterloo in 2013 i'd be blackberry and ram right that's RIM, right RIM, that's and right. you and you decide you decided you decided i'm gonna go into optometry but you were in the, there's that tech 
there was tech. It's a tech hub, yeah. Canadian tech hub. Did you see that? I'm, I'm going back to there. We'll, we'll talk about respect in a second. But did you feel it when you were going to school there? No, I did. I really did. And like, yeah, but, but not to say so Waterloo, what I did not know is the reputation that university actually has in general across the country, let alone. Yeah. So that was something I learned later on that people would say, oh, wow, you went to Waterloo. Like, oh, you know about yeah. University of Waterloo? Um, but then, yeah, you know what we did. Like, it, on campus, it's, I mean, we were so separated, though. I mean, we were big, like, we, yeah. we originally was part of a U of T, University of Toronto, downtown. But then at some point, I don't remember how long, 50 years ago or so, we decided to move to the Waterloo campus. And so we kind of just got um, put into the campus. And so we're off to the side. We're not even part of the main campus. We rarely even see the undergrad. Oh, we right. are a bit separate. So you... There's a lack of respect for what's, uh, <laughs> what's, what's happening in that community. But I like, the, I like the name. But so, so let's fast forward. So you picked Inglewood. I mean, did you grow, you didn't grow up in Inglewood because Fairmont, I know, you know, I know Acadia. It's not close to Inglewood. What, what, how did you pick Inglewood? Because it's a real community feel. It's, it's, um, it's, yes, it's one of the most special, and I would have to say, and wonderful community. I'm still continuing to appreciate this type of community. But uh, it was a couple of life events. One was that I actually happened to buy a place here and so i moved here in 2014 okay. so that started the whole got my eyes open to the community and i started doing a bit more research i'm like wow like and then at the time when i had looked at it there was no other optometry clinic or even an optical let alone so i just was so surprised i'm like how could that be like this is one of the most biggest retail spots now in terms of local shopping in the city yeah if not yeah. the province and so i just kept looking and i said well maybe there's something going on so i kept looking and looking and last thing that just tipped me over was that my brother ended up um he, he's part of the sturgis architecture firm that designed avley the condo that we're in right now so okay. he pointed me he's like hey steve just check out the style you may or may not like it and uh sure enough i i did like the location and that's that's how it all came to be so you're right on ninth out like because i know i visited your website a little bit but you, you're giving some directions but did you, I mean, let's start from, so I'm driving down out of downtown yeah. and I, I passed the, on the left there, what's that? They've closed that restaurant down. One of the corner, they closed or just repaired? Yeah, the it? Dean House. Yes, they, they're, yeah, that's yeah, right. The Dean yes. House. Are they just under renovations or what? Because that's like oh, iconic. It's, I, think, I love what they're doing at the Dean House in terms of concept. But yeah, they were down for, uh, I think, a good few months. They had, a, I think, a big water pipe burst and so they had to close that hole and then they okay. were back up and running and i think not long after they, they had to close again yeah yeah well because they're doing that there's the massive like there's they're widening the road they're putting two lanes or something they're actually, two, two they're separate, actually replacing uh, the the uh, original suspension bridge that was yeah bridge. that little small so this anyways that was a, a big sore spot yeah. for the community but it had to, it had to go it sure. was it was it's falling apart like it's it's not safe okay so you're driving you're over the bridge and then I, I know, so I'm, I'm giving you my, yep. my view. So I'm, I'm coming to respect because I'm trying to show you some <laughs> respect. But on the right-hand side, and there's California closets. Yes. Literally, is it still, is that their only location? Because it's like this tiny little thing. When in my day, 20 years ago, California closets were Really? Huge. Or that's just, yeah, yeah. So they're just yep. there. Okay. So driving along. And then you got the, commu- the nice building there where Communo's in and Little Rock Printing. You're a little, are you, so I don't know the address, but. And it's kind of this nice red yeah. bricky thing. That's a new build. Is that close right to across the street from that that Esker Foundation okay. and that whole building with critical mass? That's exactly where we are. Oh, there. You're, okay, so you are there. Okay, and then there's. Okay, so that's it. We stop there. We park, and and I can't see your place. <laughs> I I'm, I need right. glasses. 
No, no, but so, so you're right. the park, but there's limited parking there. There's limited parking around there. Is it? Uh, how do your guests? How do people park? They just park in the street and pay the in park. I was wondering how people respond, and that's what it's funny because uh, coming from you know a, a family where it's very traditional and they're all about you need to have your three or four stalled, and it's all about having convenience. And so um, yeah, when, yeah, I, when I heard that yeah. in my, my over my shoulder, I was a bit concerned opening it, but it's just I've never had that issue. And so people just find street parking. Um, I think yeah. street parking is actually one of the cheapest in the city. I think it's like twenty five cents per every 15 or 30 minutes, I was blown away. And then it's free shot. So I guess street parking is the primary way people park. Luckily yeah. the landlord of this building did invest in a an underground parking in the alleyway. So we have a couple of options for clients. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, cause I'll tell you, so this was, it was back in December and I was meeting with little rock uh, with Brian Croker from little rock. And so, but I parked in a communal lot. If you go down the end of the street, and there's a railroad there, right? There's a rail, and there's a parking lot. And I'm like, oh, I just parked. Absolutely. And then I saw the sign. We're, I saw the sign. We're watching you. And I'm like, what? Because it was commu- the communal puts that as a as a thing. This is our spot. We're watching you. But anyway, it all in fun. But I did have Ryan Gill on as a guest as well. You know what? That. You fit right in, Alan. I, I just feel people in Inglewood and Ramsey. They're a bit rebellious here in different ways. So I think you're just following <laughs> the exact same vibe that the whole community gives off. I don't, I, I don't want to promote. Obviously, Miss Parkin, I'm sure a lot of neighbors don't like it. But uh, anyway, I'm glad you were fine. Yeah, no, no. It was just – but I, I thought I'll go in. And, and anyway, I reached out to Ryan Gill after when I like the communal people. But no, no. But I just thought that was funny because here's this – there's not a lot of parking around here. And I'm like – and there's that sign. But, it, but I, you know, because for me, I grew up – I didn't grow up in Inglewood. But I grew up in, you know, in the, and I know the city well. I had cousins that lived in – the other side of Inglewood, there's a school there. I can't remember the name of the high school. It's a brownstone building. You know those old yeah. sandstone buildings? Oh. There's a high – you should know that. You need to know that school. It's, but that's the other side of Inglewood. Like the other side – literally, it is the other side of right. the tracks. And so there was a – you know, if you take the reputation from way back, and there was a brewery there, right? If you lived on this side of the brewery. But, you know, the, the community just hugely changed over the years. I've had, and I'll give you two more. Plant, uh, you and I talked a little bit about Kyle Chow, and he was a guest mm-hmm. of the podcast. And we're not, I'm not rehashing here, but just you bring me when I come there, I drive down Ninth Ave, I just, and I remember, it's just, you know, it's so special. Like for me, Inglewood is a real special. I'm glad you're, you know, I'm glad you found it in terms of ah. respect. <laughs> You've gotten respect. But how, how has the community responded in, in, in the COVID period? For you, maybe you want to share two things. The community, the greater community, but also respect. What what did your team do over the Yeah, the so in time? terms of the community, I, I mean, it's funny because now we're, after we're kind of starting to slowly come back um, out, of our, out of our little shelter yeah. and our little homes, and um, we, when people are starting to hear that, that new mantra of like shop local and support local, just, we, I guess we've all come to realize how important it is and that the economy really does depend on that. Sure. But it's funny because this community's already been doing that like, from the very start. And so this is not, this is old news for them. And, and so that kind of slogan is already just being reinforced by what they're currently doing. So the, sure. the support in the community has been tremendous. Uh, I mean, the, the people here are all just so friendly. They want to get to know each other. I already get to, I've already gotten to know a lot of the owners because they're all working on the floor I mean, how often do you get to see that in a shop, yeah. which I think is truly special. Um, and so in terms of yeah. what we were doing, we just, you know, we were very, we were respectful. You're, you're getting me being super funny with my own. Thing. Dude, I'm sorry, no, man. That, you got it. Just, there's like R-E-S-P-C-T. That's right. The song. A song in there. R-E-S-P-C-T. I'm glad to reach as many different generations. Wonderful. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, the, the community has been wonderful. And so we, when we closed, we just decided to, yeah. um, we, we actually just took a one month hiatus. I think we were, we were pretty tired from opening up. It, it was a lot of work to, to get to this spot. Yeah, we, you know, right, so it was almost, right. it was a good, it was a blessing in disguise. We were able to just shut our brains off, kind of recharge, reflect on what's going on. And then throughout the whole month, I would see just emergency. So we were, because we were a medical professional, I was allowed to see any medical special appointments. And so I would come into the shop and just make sure I'm available. Cause I really do want to pride myself that I'm not just here to sell um, nice eyewear. I'm we're actually here. Isn't that crazy? Because, you know, I mean, I, I think of that exactly that it is a real, like there's yeah. people have eye issues and you need to understand it. You need to understand how to, you're not That's doing right. surgery, I guess, but you're, you know, you really have to help the stigma, but you have to, whatever it is, a pay. Uh, that's incredible. You're right. I, don't, I, I personally probably never really thought of it that way until I read your, and I'm just saying this out of the, I'm like, wow, I'm like, that's pretty cool. Cause I just think that the guy just sits there and he gives you a glass. No, it's not. Right? I mean, it can be that, which I, which is kind of unique, but I, yeah. I really take pride in the, and, and the thing is Alberta. Sure. I don't know if you know, Alan, but Alberta is one of the privileged provinces in all of Canada to have the largest scope of practice for optometrists in this, in this province. And so it's, so we've, and that's just, I don't know if it's just because we're all cowboys and we like to just rustle the feathers. But why, why, but but why is that? I mean, how, so if people in other provinces, they can't get this, the specialty care or what's, what do they do? A lot of it is what we can build to Alberta healthcare. So that, that allows us, so we have the the most amount of uh, ability to build for like, you know, imaging of the retina, things that other provinces you'd have to put the cost directly onto the client or the customer. Whereas we are privileged yeah. to have government. So yeah. we just got lucky. We had a few good pioneer optometrists that were on the board and they pushed hard for these rights because they believed it was something that every Albertan yeah. should have. And, and that's how we got here. And every other promise is just trying to follow it now at this point. They're just trying to catch up. What's interesting that we don't have them because the schooling, because one's in Ontario, one's in Ontario, one's in right. University it is of Montreal. Using, yes, it is. So it's interesting that it's not here. And then if we have that sort of, those uh, I guess pioneers. Yet we haven't got a school or a faculty in one of the one of the you know U of A or U of C or even. That's Mount one of the questions that I've been asked. Why? How could there not be one in, in the West Coast? And I, I'm like, I don't know, but I, I know they there was huge talks for U of A to have one. But to be honest, uh, I'm actually kind of yeah. glad we don't because um, I'm sure a lot of the other medical professionals are experiencing. It, but there's definitely a, a high influx now because given that students can go over overseas, go down the states. Like we, even though there are only two programs in Canada, but people now can go globally, right, to reach and get what they want, and then come back to Canada, which I still think sure. there's value in having like a multicultural and multi um, different disciplinary training uh, to bring back. But it is funny how, yeah, even though we don't have a program here, we were able to establish a stronger ground in terms of optometry. What you offer, yeah, the product offering. So let's talk about that a little bit because you know the glasses, and you and I talked a little bit about offline and how you can have some fun but literally is i i you know the, you're and i'm going to say this it's a commodity in terms of what's available between the yeah. the big franchises and you, you remind me now of lens crafter and i don't mean it but there's you know i come into your store what's what's gonna let's start first of all your product offering and secondly what's unique about you versus a franchise and i i, I could probably answer oh that wow you put me on the spot i better make sure this is for the show, but no, I'm just, I'm kidding. I appreciate you being, um, yeah, trying to understand how we're working here at Respect. Um, so part of the name was stemmed from that 
when I worked in all the other places and I worked at quite a few and I could never yeah. stay at a place longer than a year and a half or so, just because I felt, I felt uninspired. Sure. It just, everything. Well, well, this isn't a career podcast. <laughs> We're not here to talk about your career. It's okay. It's fine, right? You can let it out. I got to put my plug in there. Uh, buy from respect. Anyways. <laughs> Um, so in terms of the way I, I saw it was that I just felt like there's got to be something different. It can't just be all made from the same manufacturing yeah, yeah. plant in China. It cannot be all the same stuff. And so I did a bit of search and I found that there's this market niche independent eyewear that are all based on the fact that each country has a, a place that they just purely make the same. They make their type of eyewear from where they're from. They design it there and then they ship it out directly from them. And the quality is outstanding. Yeah. There's a story behind it. People appreciate the the craftsmanship, and so that's what you're talking about. The frame you're talking about the frame plus the frame the lens. first. Okay. Lens will be a separate other t- topic. If you, if you if you if we have time, I can definitely oh, okay. be happy okay. to share why our lenses that what we use here is different. And so I, I wanted to open up that optometry doesn't have to be run by the same way by the same players. And so I really looked hard, and luckily I was able yeah. to find that in terms of eyewear. There are different different players out there, and and that's why I like to look again from a, the name of respect because people have to when you first look at it, it's like oh wait, and then you look at it closer, and that's where we wanted to bring that element. That's right, exactly. Take a look, buddy. Yeah, open your buddy, eyes, take please. A look. That's right, right. You, you, open your eyes. Can you? <laughs> you see, see what you want to see? Oh, it's <laughs> you can play on. I it. love the th- yeah. iPods. Keep them kind. You're you're, <laughs> you're teaching me new ones. <laughs> that's Don't right. Be my opic, Don't that's be myopic, buddy. Don't be myopic. <laughs> that's hey four no but four eyes is a little bit derogatory but it i mean you grow you said about you know growing up with the, the sort of the glasses right i mean it's it's i don't know what kids face today but i do remember me growing a four eyes and it was like you know it's just so <laughs> insensitive uh but i just remember it I, I i didn't have glasses as a kid but i do remember some kids did and that was the, the right. stigma that they got right and I, maybe it's not too funny. Maybe you can't do that in, even in a commercial sense because it's just too, today's. But you could play some fun, some other fun. But so the the, gla- the frames, do you buy? Because going to your point about buying local, do you buy frames for Canadian made or I mean, Calgary? I made would be open, but there's none. There's none in Calgary, let alone maybe a few players in Canada. Because it's not wow. easy. Like this is a it's a difficult process. Yeah. It's got a lot of. It's got a lot of ex- overhead yeah. expenses. So it's not easy to produce something that's very different, good quality. So there are a couple, but they're mostly out of the East Coast. But so far right now, when we first yeah. opened up, no. But no, I have my eyes. I definitely have my eyes on something. Absolutely. You my know me. On, I'm always on the watch for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it, oh, gosh. See, see, I'm <laughs> sorry. I've created a monster. We've created a monster. I've, had my, I've been watching the, the, the news for this stuff. You you you've got it all over the place, but this this is incredible. So, look, I I learn I'm learning as I go here. But let's let's go back to that definition. I wanted to give that give you give you a chance. The Google Glass, yes. no, the press press You you want me to talk about it? Yep, I need you. The, the I don't, but the, the listeners, the two oh, listeners okay. need yeah. you to tell. They them might be the ones who need it. Yeah, yeah, well, press yeah. biopia. It, it's fine because it's it's a yeah, term that it's just a lot of people experience it, but no one's ever used that term. But it's 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 a term that is unique to myopia, farsightedness, hyperopia, or astigmatism, in that it's a different category yeah. because all of us will get it. And I tell people as long if you live long enough on this planet, you will experience presbyopia. And it's just an age-related process. It's just a natural way our body changes as we get older. Typically it's around I know this is lovely, sure. right? We're talking about age now. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of I'm the OG, I'm right. the OG yeah, on this call for, for the benefit. 
for the benefit of this, again, everybody knows my age, but they don't know yours. <laughs> so we're going to leave you, we're going to save you that. But so, but press biopia, it's just, it's just a common of aging. As you get older, right. your eyes, right. and it only focuses, it only affects you for reading up close computers, cell phone, that, those kind of things. And so that's where you have to wear, like you were mentioned, bifocals and progressive lenses. And, and those are kind of tailor-made for that very specific situation. But there's, there are some laser operations that they're working on, but they, I have so many clients who ask me, they're like, Oh, Steve, like, you know, I can just get this lasered, right? I told them, no, you can't, not right now. Yeah. And they're like, what? How? With all this technology advancing? And I'm like, I know it's hard to believe, isn't it? But it's just, it's one of those things that. Oh, press. So wait, press biopia. No, you, you can't cannot. laser it out. You cannot. I, I hope that didn't burst any of your bubbles there, Alan. But no, you cannot. It did. Okay, good. It didn't because I, I, I'm going to go to the TED Talk because you. I thought I would have this TED Talk. I, I sent it to you. I thought I sent it. I tagged you on uh, on LinkedIn. See this, you and I did talk about this and for the benefit of the listeners, business and LinkedIn do work hand in hand. If it's not a, but I did, I did tag yeah. you because I, and I wanted to see. Call uh, me I'm out. Calling you Go out. for it. Yeah, you're I right. I'm not on it. I'm- <laughs> okay. I am calling Stephen Huang out right now. We're, we're, you're, you're <laughs> oh, disrespected. No, I didn't look by my name. That makes me feel terrible. <laughs> yeah. Do you, are you close yes, to, are you close to a laptop right now? So the guy, the guy is a researcher. The yep. TED Talk I sent you, I tagged you on. Okay. He is a researcher at Stanford. And the reason I know that term, I, I'm not, I just, I, I looked at the TED Talk and it caught my eye because it was mm. about vision, about eye care. Okay. It was a seven minute TED Talk. And, and I'll, I'll tell you the only reason, because I knew you and I were going to have a, a chat on the podcast. So I just listened to it. I, I never would have. And then yesterday I was doing some research and there enough was an article on a company who raised money. I think they're in Sweden, in Switzerland. They raised $20 million for this press biopia. It's the second time in two days that term mm-hmm. came up. So wow. This is the third I guess row. someone's pointing you in a certain direction. Yeah. They wanted me, they wanted me to get the glasses. I can, well, I'll just wait. To, I'll talk to yeah. Steve and I'll get I'm the I'm pulling it up right me. now. I found it. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. So I can already tell by the name automatically refocusing reading glasses. Is that the, is that the one you're mentioning there? Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, right. it, yeah. It's um, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'd be curious how this goes. I mean, in the end, it's still a pair of glasses. So, I mean, it's, it's not going to be. So he said, so the funny thing is, so you listen to Ted talk and he's like, so, you know, he's telling, he, he, he describes right. the story of you on a ladder. If you've got bifocals on, you look down, you don't see anything, right? Because, because the, the, the down is the, the nearsighted. And so that's the problem. So what it does is it uses artificial intelligence to autocorrect the distance and what you're looking at, where you are in terms of uh, your sight. And it's so using artificial intelligence and sensors and all that. So it's, and the, the awkward thing he says is the big, they're big Google glass types. Like they're massive kind right. of a VR headset on your head. Yeah. You don't want to be wearing those around. So that's their biggest, that, right now, one is getting the technology to work. And that, you and I talked a little bit offline on the technology side. I guess that's, those are some of the, where they're working on using artificial intelligence and, and working together with your natural eye. Oh, I mean, I welcome it. It's fine because I think when we had chatted um, last week before this, we were saying how like, you know, it's amazing with all the technology that's coming out, which yes, it is amazing. We're still, I think, a long ways to go from, to a point where people are like, oh, we don't need glasses anymore. And, and if it does, then it's great. You know, if they can replace that, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's amazing yeah. how many of us are still 
um, you'll see some offices and clinics. They still practice like 10 years ago, right? Like it's like, well, hey guys, like we have some new technology. Like I know it may not be, um, it may not have been studied far enough for you guys to feel comfortable. <laughs> By the time we adopt it, it's going to be another 10 years later, right? So it's, it is interesting with medical professionals that sometimes we can wait too long and sit on our hands and wait to have all the information. But that's the thing with this technology is it's just challenging yeah. and shows you how amazing the natural eye is and that it's very hard to replicate because there's so many moving parts and the processing speed would have to be unreal fast, which yeah. I think technology can probably get really close, if not there in terms of the speed of connecting. But like, like you yeah. mentioned, how, how chunky that eyewear is going to be like for it to be now make it slim enough. So it's just tuckable and no one can really tell that's, Oh. It'll take, it'll take time. Yeah. Like Google glass failed, Google glass failed um, because it wasn't aesthetic and it was kind of this awkward thing. And I, I don't know where they've come along uh, since then, but that was just for basically computer and wasn't right. anything to do with a sight, having a, a line of sight, but let's go. Cause I want to yeah. really understand the tech side. Cause there's tech that they're talking about artificial intelligence and helping correct the eye. But you mentioned a bit, these guys are 10 years old. What do you mean by that? Like, what aren't they using in terms of tech? Is both. it business or is both. it what, from a, from a business I'll, standpoint and a medical yeah, standpoint? That. And so I, I've experienced it, right? Cause I've worked through these diff- different offices. So the one that everyone knows, like just as an example, yeah. um, and again, you know, the thing is with all this technology that has evolved, like a lot of the older ones, we know like old things don't, don't fix when it ain't broke, which is kind of a mantra that like a lot of people go with, but it, yes, sure. It, it can still function yeah. and take the same measurement. But I mean, like, there's just some of it. It's just like, yo, like we, we, I like tech things too. I like to make it look nice and sleek. And that's what a lot of the technology is. I mean, cell phones, I mean, smartphones, they can still call and they can still text, which is just like a football and other old phone, but we like the look and the aesthetic and the other features that it has too. So an example would be you come in, you're yeah. going to see some machines are probably yellow because of how many years there are. They've never replaced it. And that's from a business standpoint because they're, you know, <laughs> What, no, sorry, what machine? Yes. The, the machine to the, test your eyes. You're talking about the, when I put, close one eye and I look and I can see that those letters that come. Oh, that's, off, that's, that, well, that's not that one about, specific, right? but the one that before machine. that even. You come in, you have a user assistant. She'll say, hey, come on, please have a seat. And you have some <laughs> preliminary measurements. So the ones you put your head into a, uh, your chin and you got look into a, and it kind of goes, it makes some noises. Yeah. It goes in and out of focus. Um, the puff, the puff of air, that's the one that yeah. I, it's amazing that nowadays people are still using this day. Again, it works, but well, of course. But it costs money to replace it though, right? If you got to upgrade that puppy, if you got to p- upgrade that puppy, is it really going to be add much value? No, I, that's, I'm and that's what it is. Like a lot of the autonomous are like, well, hey, like it's still working. Let's, let's run it down to it's to the ground. Yeah. And it's still doing the same thing that every of these new, new fancy technology are doing. But, but that's part of a business is that we need to, and especially nowadays, I mean, I think like the innovation, maybe every 10 years, you could probably get away with upgrading, but now it's like three to five years, like, because things are changing rapidly, um, the way we practice. So, so I sure. mean, yes, you're right. There is definitely, of course, on a cost, but that's the cost you invest back into your clients and your customers. And I, I think it's worthwhile and it creates a different experience. So that's the aesthetic, like you said, to your point about the flip phones or those old Nokia phones, but let, so let's, Okay. Let's say you have that all, all the bells and whistles, but your back office is probably feeling you, the accountant. I'm the accountant and, you know, how have they upgraded that? So when I walk in and, uh, you know, do you have that kind of integrated, I'm not going to call it ERM. I'm kind of like, do you have an app? 
and I can book the appointment to see you, and then, you know what I mean. And then it's integrated with the oh, uh, the accounting system. Absolutely, I mean, like that kind yeah, of yeah. In terms of accounting, uh, I and man, accounting. I gotta tell you, I, anyway, that's another topic. But I, 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 I do my own. <laughs> I hate accountants. I'll just let uh, well, know. I'm going on the same page with that. I don't see eye to eye. In terms of. In terms of terms, like <laughs> no, no, no. like like I, I'm like I, I'm blown away by how some of the my like some of the places still operate with you can't even book on their website and uh, you have to call and then and nowadays the way we run our lives like I mean to make a phone call yeah. especially if kids and stuff it, it can be challenging so we do most of our work at night when everyone's closed so that's the beauty about having an online booking system for example I really think it should become standard but it's not yeah. and it was, what blew me away is when I, before I opened up respect, I did a research. I would go through people's websites, see what they were doing. Let's see what kind of cool. And they're all the same. And they still say, sure. call us at this time or, or maybe send us a, a message and we'll respond to you the next day. I mean, God, you kidding, kidding me, man. People just like the way these people would expect Amazon to ship their thing within two, the next day or two days. I just think that the speed of things, yeah. we have the technology. It's not that expensive to get. It should really be incorporated. Text messaging is another great one that, again, so many offices haven't adopted yet. And now with COVID, I mean, this is the perfect time to integrate because you can say, hey, I'm at the door. Hey, you know, can you let me? Well, that's the thing because there's that data. There's there's those data points. And, and you know, I've, I've had a few marketers on and they talk about, website uh you know pen, use word penetration but right. really how far they go in your website but now to your point is the data of that the customer came and, and there's there's going to be that whole mm. you know where people are the movement of people but just that coming to you know the eye the eyewear and i and i i guess the history do you keep data history on individual patients or, or trends yeah. you know i i i'm just thinking out loud here yes. but there's that data side I don't know. Oh, it, data come it for sure for does. You? However, unfortunately, yeah. we and I would admit I myself are not even fully utilizing it. We we it's we do have some key metrics that we watch, you know, conversion sales and all this stuff. But but really, like, yeah. like you mentioned, the the more data you have, like the ability to you can really fine tune it because unless you measure it, you really cannot change. And that's probably why I think part of it is that with our industry in terms of optometrists, because we are concerned, you know, we're concerned with this online business of eyewear now, clearly contact lenses. There's lots of players trying to get into this market because they see the potential, right? Especially with the increase in myopia, the prevalence of myopia. Everyone, like I've seen five-year-olds, four-year-old kids having glasses yeah. now, right? Whereas I look at the parents and they're not wearing anything. They're like, how can within one generation, my little kid is now wearing glasses at four or five? Because it happens, right? Because the environment <laughs> is a huge play, right? So there's definitely a huge opportunity. So there are definitely a lot of smart retailers. Um, working out there to get into it but part of it is that it just means we have to ad adapt we don't just say oh yeah but even okay Let, let's look at a simple one now okay so you people have glasses and then they have to wear a shield so suddenly you've got an extra layer right you've got this you know what, what was it called when you know that the cataracts or fog or something yeah over the eye what's it called yeah they get the cataracts like a cataracts now suddenly with the screen so you've got three levels Yep. And you got you know your visions changed individuals right so I, their prescriptions by you know that are they going to do prescription um, yeah 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 I've I seen it know that, that shield so, people, yeah I, I, you know it would seem to me that would be a next that's uh, you know next generation should be doing a shield so that the doctor doesn't have to his glasses his or her glasses 
they're wearing those three levels because I just remember playing hockey or going skiing or mm. whatever, and you you know it fogs up and it's hot and yeah, I would tell them get they some got contact lenses. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would tell them. Yeah, it's but you're well, right though. Like there's definitely like advances in like those type of eyewear, which is awesome because the lenses are they're getting thinner, they're getting lighter, and the technology to measure them is even getting yeah. better. So that already there, but contact lenses is a, is a great opportunity for those guys, especially with COVID. Yeah, just we didn't even. We barely talked about product. We only talked about. We just talked about in general. But you're right. Contact lenses and uh, and they're, yeah, they're thinner, they're smaller, and those Coke bottles. Doctor Magoo, we he should have worn contact Coke lenses. Bottles. That's what Gosh. he should have done. That would have completely. Can you? I, but the problem is, if he did that, it would he would not be Mister Magoo that we would know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, well, look, Steve, this has been fun. I, I you know, I, I apologize if. We didn't cover. <laughs> I, I didn't give you the due respect of the optometry, but the, so D O is O D, which is hilarious because you're yeah. I know. Give it up. Oh man, no way! This is not a cannabis. Uh, this is not a cannabis a... one. For the benefit of the listeners, O D. Is that know, what it is? Weird. It should be D O, but I guess maybe yeah. OD? It should. It is O D. Um, yeah, optometry doctor, but it should be doctor optometry. I don't know who. Maybe his eyes weren't straight yeah yeah <laughs> dude dude you got it you they figured it drugs. out they were on drugs <laughs> when they named it OD. 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 <laughs> well that, that's pretty cool no i look i i, I did learn and, and i'm glad see because if i i wouldn't have looked at i would not have looked at that ted talk i never i would have it wouldn't have crossed my mind right and then the second day i sent you that second article and you know i'm, I'm gonna Aww. look i'm going to well, look i'll be watching out right back at you I'm man gonna, i'm gonna look well, Stephen, really, thank you for 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 making uh, this episode a lot of fun. And I, you know, for the Inglewood folks out there, I I, I really miss because I would just drive, and I think I told you this after my podcast or during the pod, or, you know, before or after, I would just write down, or I would I would uh, Instagram or I would find the website, you know, whatever, I whatever the little small mm. businesses along in Inglewood. So I welcome the day when the doors can be back open, or they are, and I can make that drive and. That's but right. for now, thank we're having you. fun remotely. Thank you, Alan, for having me uh, and, uh, and shedding some light on some new eye puns. I appreciate it. Yeah, but you've, you've opened the door. You've really, the Pandora's box. We gotta, we gotta, I got to think of few new, because those, those don't fit, right? They don't fit the eye side. Yeah, the That's eye right. socket. They right. don't get into the eye socket. <laughs> That's a real eye <laughs> That's a real eye sore coming down Inglewood there. You know, if, you, if, you, if your eyes are sore, no. If you're high, yeah, I don't know. We're yep. going to get some puns. We'll work. We'll take this offline. And uh, Steve, thank you, you so too, much. Alan. And, and stay safe, man. You too. All right. Have a great day. Yeah.